Good Oral Health is about more than just brushing and flossing your teeth. Dental disease is 100% preventable, and it starts at home with you. Yep, you heard me right. Cavities are a disease and not something our children should just get. Your mouth is a window into your body, and it has an effect on your speech, breathing, chewing, heart health, so much more, and we're not listening to it. Come along with me on this journey, and I'll give you a whole new perspective of the importance of taking care of your mouth and the long-term effects it has not only on your oral health, but also your overall systemic health. On this podcast, we'll bring you a mixture of professionals, experts in the field that will give you advice and action steps you can take with your kids in different situations. We're also going to have moms, dads, caregivers, just like you, having the same struggles that you are, because together we can make a difference and help keep our kids healthy. Because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life. And it all starts with you. Welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement Podcast. May is Mouth Breathing Awareness Month. And it's something that I talk about a lot. So this is going to be a short one today. But people are completely unaware that they do this. And many people mouth breathe and they're completely unaware that they do it. I was one of those people. I knew I was breathing through my mouth at night, but during the day, no way, not me. Say it ain't so. No one wants to admit they're a mouth breather because you get made fun of for that. Mouth breathing has a certain stigma attached to it. If you're a mouth breather, it's not something to be embarrassed about. Putting all that aside, since wearing masks for over two years, it has become a major health concern. More and more people are mouth breathing and are unaware of it especially our kids. Breathing possesses incredible power over our health because it provides our body with oxygen and removes excess carbon dioxide to help you stay alive. However, the way you breathe, whether fast or slow, shallow or deep, sends a message to your body that affects your mood, your stress level, blood pressure, and so much more. Mouth breathing is an underdiagnosed and underdiscussed health issue that we need to pay much more closer attention to. What's interesting about mouth breathing is both voluntary and an involuntary process. While our body breathes automatically, you also have the ability to consciously control your breathing, the depth, the speed, whether you breathe through your mouth or your nose. Simply by changing the way you breathe, you can actually influence your health in a variety of ways. Whether you're a parent, a healthcare provider, or an adult that has spent your entire life breathing through your mouth like me, you need to know that it is a big deal and you can change it. We should always breathe through our nose. We were meant to breathe through our nose. Perhaps the most basic of all breathing techniques is to make sure you're breathing through your nose. It controls hyperventilation and it decreases oxygenation when you mouth breathe. It alters the CO2 levels in your body that makes it so you can't get toxic things out of the air. When it goes through your nose, it warms, filters, and humidifies the air, and you get that nitrous oxide CO2 exchange. When you breathe through your mouth, it goes right into your lungs. CO2 is not just a waste product, but it has an important job to increase oxygen uptake in your body. When the CO2 is low, it changes your blood pressure, your pH, your hemoglobin, the ability to release oxygen to your cells and uptake it better. It also can help alleviate heart rate. It can lower your blood pressure if you're breathing correctly. Mouth breathing can elevate your heart rate, elevate your blood pressure, resulting in fatigue and dizziness. The elasticity of your lung also depends on nasal resistance, which you only get through nasal breathing due to the small diameter of your nasal passages and your turbinates. Breathing is also associated with poor posture. Mouth breathing starts when you can't get enough air through your nose. Your mouth takes over and forces you to breathe through your mouth. It can become a habit if not corrected. So awareness of how you breathe is going to be really important to be able to correct it. Respiratory function is controlled by the brainstem as a part of your brain, and it controls the basic things that you need to keep you alive, like your heartbeat, breathing, oxygen. 
So we need to breathe, whether you're unconscious or conscious, we still need to breathe correctly, which is through your nose. Just because breathing is an involuntary function doesn't mean humans are unable to control it. It is something that you can absolutely control. And we usually just breathe without thinking. I don't think about it, but you can change your breathing patterns, especially if you know that you're anxious, have anxiety. Hyperventilation is what happens when you overbreathe and you're breathing too fast. So slowing down your breathing, especially when you're anxious, is going to help you a lot. You get 18% more oxygen to your brain, more oxygen uptake when you breathe through your nose. And oxygen is the number one element we need to survive and thrive. We can't live without it for more than four to six minutes. So it's perfectly natural to breathe through your mouth at times when you're lifting weights, when you're working out, when you can't breathe through your nose. However, it can create and cause other health problems if you do it chronically. Breathing through your nose slows down your breathing, regulates your body, improves oxygenation, has a calming effect because it affects your parasympathetic nervous system. When you mind breathe, you are always in fight or flight and it's affecting your sympathetic nervous system. So I've joined with the Breathe Institute and other myofunctional therapy and other myofunctional therapists to bring awareness to mouth breathing. Are you mouth breathing? Is someone in your family mouth breathing? Do you have bedwetting, allergies, inflammation, digestive issues, GERD, irritable bowel, waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom? I didn't know this stuff. I wasn't taught this stuff as a dental hygienist. I didn't know this until my daughter and I were having issues. I was getting up, going to the bathroom three or four times in the middle of the night, going to the bathroom, waking up with stuffy nose, dry mouth, tired. My daughter was getting dark circles in her eyes. She was tired, as was my niece. She wasn't sleeping. All of this has to do with mouth breathing, tongue posture, and things that I was not even taught to look at as a dental hygienist. So why is mouth breathing bad? And what are the red flags? Sleep apnea, breathing disorders, allergies, cranial facial problems, asthma, digestive, periodontal disease, cavities, gingivitis, tongue tie, or orthodontic complications. Have you worn braces and now you need braces again because your teeth are shifting? It's probably a tongue thrust swallow or what you're doing with your nose and your tongue. You're breathing in air. So what are the common causes of mouth breathing? Allergies, enlarged tonsils or adenoids chronic nasal congestion, respiratory infections, asthma, sinus problems, deviated septums, nasal polyps. Each of these things can make it physically impossible for a person to breathe through their nose. Not making it your choice to breathe through your mouth, that's your only option, which you're lucky we have that option. If you cannot breathe through your nose for three minutes, you need to see an ENT. Close your lips together. Time yourself. Can you breathe without opening your mouth just through your nose? If not, you should see an ENT and probably a myofunctional therapist because you want your tongue to rest in the proper place. You want to swallow correctly and you want to be able to breathe through your nose. A tongue thrust is what happens when you swallow and your tongue comes forward on your teeth. And that could be a swallow pattern that developed when you were little. You didn't outgrow it. It's called an infantile swallow. It's called an infantile swallow. A lot of times we outgrow it, but if we don't, it can affect our facial growth and development. Believe it or not, it can change the way you breathe, the way you sleep, your appearance. You can have a long, narrow face, a vaulted palate, a smaller jaw, weaker chin. You could be tucked back. Your shoulders could be forward. You could be compensating with your neck muscles and your chin muscles. You can have chronic neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, TMJ pain. These are all things that can happen with mouth breathing and improper junk function. You can have headaches, gingivitis, increased cavities, pH imbalance, poor sleep, acid reflux. Even your kids, if they're mouth breathers, it has been linked to poor academic performance, fogginess, behavioral disorders, poor growth and develop, and even associated with ADHD. For adults, it affects their concentration, their bloodstream, sleep problems. They could need sleep hap. They could have other chronic medical conditions because of breathing that way for a long time. These are all things that we need to look at. If you continue to breathe through your mouth, 
you may end up needing a CPAP machine. If you don't get it corrected when you're younger, it changes how your body processes a lot of things, especially if you've been a chronic mouth breather. We really need to look at these things. 300 years ago, humans had straight, perfectly aligned teeth, wide jaws, flat palates, bigger noses, enough room for their wisdom teeth. They didn't have toothbrushes and they didn't have cavities. And they were mostly nasal breathers. We also had different food back then. We chewed more. We ate off the land. Our foods we hunted and gathered. Now our foods are soft and processed and mushy. And we use our tongues to smash it more. They didn't need braces. They didn't have crowded teeth, but we do. Some people did, but the majority of people did not. Now we're the opposite. Most of us need some type of a surgery or we need braces or we have less cavities. We're not looking at the right things. And the ages of two to eight, we're not looking at these things. We're told to wait till our kids are seven or eight to see an orthodontist, but 80% of their growth and development happens for them. So please, please, please check out your little kids. See how they're breathing. How are they mouth breathing? What's happening when they're chewing and swallowing? I have a suck, swallow, breathe podcast that you can look at. And you can get a free consultation with a myofunctional therapist. Sometimes it's $99, sometimes it's $200, sometimes $250, depends on the myofunctional therapist. But you can get help to see what needs to happen. People that struggle with mouth breathing, they simply don't know how to breathe normally. I didn't. I was using my chest to breathe. I wasn't using my diaphragm. I wasn't taught how to breathe. As myofunctional therapists, we have four goals. Retrain your muscles. Lips together, tongue in the roof of your mouth, breathe through your nose, and push your tongue up and have a correct swallow pattern. We can help you. We can help get you to where you need. Studies show that incorrect tongue posture is one of the main reasons for a lot of these signs and symptoms. We either grow out of it or we don't grow out of it, depending on how we breathe and what our habits are. So a lot of it comes down to how are we breathing? It all starts in the mouth and the nose. Mouth breathing is not something that's good for us, and it will add or contribute to chronic illnesses. It will extend or shorten our life. We can make a huge difference if we share this information, if we start looking at this stuff. Just know mouth breathing is not good for us. What can you do? You can find a myofunctional therapist. You can talk to your pediatrician, your dentist, an airway dentist, an airway orthodontist, an ENT, someone that knows a lot about it. Some ENTs will tell you it's not bad enough, but if your kids are not sleeping, if they're tossing and turning, their pillows are ending up on the floor, if they're having behavioral problems, if they're being diagnosed with ADHD, they could have these problems. Our ability to breathe affects how we function, how we sleep, and what kind of life we lead, what kind of life we live. You can make a difference by sharing this information. It's really, really important. We start and end our life with a breath. We should really be looking at how we're breathing if we want to live healthier lives, if we want our kids to live healthier lives. We can change it for them and we can look at these things and get them help in intervention before they need to have surgery and a huge palatal expansion. So sometimes we can just do something with some minor things that we can do to help these situations and sometimes it needs more. So hopefully you can see how all this is together and how important your mouth is to the rest of your body, how your mouth is a warning sign into what's happening in your body and that a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a happy, healthy life. As always, thanks for listening. Till next time. Thank you for listening today. If something you heard made you smile, made you think, empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure you share this with a friend. Write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook page, Dental Hygiene 411, or hit the link in the show notes to join a conversation. Until next time, breathe through your nose and share a smile. After all, they're contagious.